to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Why. This is DFS Down Under. Welcome back to another episode of DFS Down Under. I am uh, Josh Y, and this episode is brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. Woot is away this week. So last week I was in Port Douglas. This week he's got a super highly important work conference. Uh, I can't underestimate the importance of the conference because uh, we've had work things on before, but we've we've managed to make do, but it's a two-day thing and you know friday we got football on so we just smash it out so i'm joined by a guy who uh last year we went on an incredible run uh together just around sydney it was a nice jog no no on this show uh, on our moneyball podcast when you were on we uh one of us cashed every week so you're uh you're back again this year mitch mitch doyle welcome Mate, it's great to be back, and uh, as you know, I'm not allowed to play Moneyball this year for political reasons, man. The man's keeping me down, but yep. uh, I'm happy to be on the, the Moneyball pod, and hopefully I can give the luck back to you at least, because we yep. did go on about, it was about a five or six week it run was. last week it that was. we were just cashing and cashing and cashing, so hopefully it, we can bring the luck back. The the run was so good that even when Woot was available, I'm like, Mitch is doing the pod this week, because <laughs> the, the run was just too solid, and he was like, respect, so... Uh, he just moved aside. Uh, if you get your votes in in the Plever site, you just tick yes to get Mitch his rights to Moneyball back. <laughs> That'd be highly... Uh, oh, man, I miss it, I'm telling you. Yeah. I felt out of the groove. I almost It was almost depressing looking up Moneyball stuff again today knowing that I, I can't play the format, but, right. um, but I we'll miss it. happily take your free tips, and we'll get we'll get straight into it, and then we'll talk to our buddy Data Daryl uh, later on uh, You know about the week six slate. Is that his nickname? Yeah, Data Daryl, Data Daryl, or Daryl Data. I can't remember which I think, one. I can't remember which one. I actually, I think Data Daryl works better than Daryl Data. Okay, well, I think that Dada was. Dada I think, well, you're yeah. filling in the woot chair properly because I think that was his suggestion. But then I, I don't know. We keep we keep getting it wrong every single week. <laughs> Depends who opens the show. I just want to mention last week, up and down week. Injuries really hurt. Devante Parker was in our both our lineups last week. Uh, really hurt. Stephon Diggs getting injured as well. Uh, was not great. And then Todd Haley's uh, game plan of not running Le'Veon Bell against the worst run defense in the league also cost us. But Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott all scored really well on our tips. Doug Martin, Zeke Elliott, Duke Johnson, uh, Cooks and Hogan did well, Jordy Nelson. And then I nailed my tight end predictions, and they're both cheapies. Ed Dixon, if you played Ed Dixon, you're welcome. And Hunter Henry out of... Nowhere. Always against the Giants play tight ends. So a little spoiler alert for what's Record coming up today. Dixon. Great pick. I know. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Let's get into this week. Who do you like at the quarterback position? Mate, I liked your picks, but I thought we were doing the whole thing. I couldn't do the same as you. I think I've just discovered now that I could have used the same. But yeah. I'm, I've gone with Kirk Cousins against the 49ers at, at, at home on a bit of a rest. I feel like the Washington at some point are going to put it together this year with all the weapons they've got. And Jamison Crowder's not going to be quiet all season. So I think it's a good week for him to get healthy. And Trevor Simeon hosting the Giants. I understand everyone likes raiding that Giants defense, but it hasn't been there this year. And uh, I just think, you know, with, with the way the Giants offense is, the uh, Denver Broncos are going to be in the field a lot. And uh, Trevor Simeon, always better in high altitude at home, yes, as very opposed good at home. to at sea level. Am I supposed to read out the prices of this? No, no, no. We'll figure it out. Uh, obviously... Pretty comparable prices. 
$300 different money ball, but then $3,000 different. So you obviously prefer Simeon at Draft Stars where he's a lot cheaper. Kirk Cousins auditioning for his for his next head coach in person uh, in Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. So maybe, maybe could we'll step uh, up in a big spot. On the other pod, we'll talk about that later where yeah. maybe Kirk could land. Yeah, all right. Uh, sounds good. All right, uh, Deshaun Watson obviously is my is my tip uh, against the Browns. I don't like his price at all at Draft Stars. He's way overvalued. I'd rather just take Matt Ryan, who I know is going to be good against Miami. Um, I've mentioned him so many weeks. I just had to go with someone different this week, but I do like Matt Ryan this week. But the uh, Browns' defense, uh, they're 32nd in uh, the passer rating allowed and yeah, and in pressure on the quarterback as well. They're ranked 32nd in the league. So it's a perfect scenario for Deshaun Watson. Um, I know they rank 32nd in pressure, but obviously Miles Garrett not being there the first few weeks will factor in that. So they'll be a little bit better, the Browns, in terms of rushing the passer. But Deshaun Watson, you saw the way he evaded pressure against the Chiefs and managed to make things work. He's, he's great value on Moneyball this week. Uh, I like him. And then Jacoby Brissett. I, I, I said last week it might be the last week you can play him. Might be this week that's the last week you can play him. Colts had the bye next week um, against the Titans. I like him as a stack with... Uh, T.Y. Hilton, we might skip ahead to wide receiver because I know you have T.Y. Hilton written down. I do, and you, you've called it there. The, the Titans, cornerbacks and safeties, the whole secondary, have not been good this year. No, terrible. And uh, Jacoby Brissett is really forming a combination with T.Y. Hilton, and he's not afraid to go downfield now. And I think Brissett, I think one of the finds of the season for the Colts, I know they've got a quarterback, but they've got something there, and he'll be worth something soon. But um, certainly T.Y. Hilton, good value for what you'd call an elite receiver, 7.9K on, on Moneyball and 13.75K on uh, Draft Stars. And I think we've well, got some cheap running back players. I think it's a week to spend up on receiver, and I think T.Y. is one of the standout candidates. Yeah, and I think they're third in terms of, uh, where are we? Fifth worst first wide receivers in fantasy points per game, the Titans. So um, great matchup for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, my top play is Kelvin Benjamin this week. I like him. At $6,600 on Moneyball and $10,700 uh, for the Eagles. He's played really well last week. Cam seems to be dialed in and, and playing well over the last two weeks. Some of the best football he's ever played. The, the number one reason is most fantasy points, PPR points allowed this year, the number one corner is Jalen Mills. And I think you'll see Kelvin Benjamin line up against Jalen Mills. And he's surprisingly cheaper than Devin Funches. Yeah, and I've picked Funches because I don't mind that um that stack you want to run them both in this game. I know Philly are, are a good team, but just the way Cam's been playing the last couple of weeks, and Funches is 6.8K on Moneyball and 11.3K on Draft Star, so he's a little more than Kelvin, but you know, I think he's seeing a bit more of the red zone work going Funches' way, and there's a little trust there developing between him and Cam, and I think you could stack both of them and, and be pretty happy with the results you get. Yeah, I think Funches has filled sort of that tight end role in the red zone, whereas Ed yeah. Dixon's played it more between the 20s, um, so... It was just that big 22-point game. I think that's just pushed Funchess's price up a little bit. Uh, all right, my next uh, wide receiver is Larry Fitzgerald against the Buccaneers. Rinse, repeat. I think every week, either me or we would have mentioned Larry Fitzgerald. He's only let us down once or twice, last week being one of those. But Tampa Bay is surrendering 21.1 PPR points per game um, and 10 targets per game to, sl- to opposing slot wide receivers. So Larry Fitzgerald works primarily in the slot. They're going to need to uh, throw the ball. They ain't getting any running out of Adrian Peterson. I'm not <laughs> buying that at all. Listen to the not other podcasts, play. and we'll we'll talk about that trade uh, in detail. But, yeah, I like Larry Fitzgerald this week. This is a great matchup. Um, Tampa, Tampa Bay and Tennessee, two teams that were very trendy preseason. Some, some massive secondary issues at this point. 
Yeah, the Bucks have had a bit more injury issues though than than uh, than Tennessee have had, True. but you'd think they'd be better at this point. I mean, I was all in on the Bucks more so than the Titans just because I I, I think there's a good pieces on that team, but they haven't performed. Yep. Uh, my my best pick, my top pick for wide receiver this week is is you know not an out there pick, but I think Julio Jones at some point is going to get healthy. You know, he's going to score some points, and we know he's not a big touchdown scorer anymore in, in this Falcon offset offense, but. Against Miami, who are struggling to move the ball, I think the Falcons will have a lot of a lot of time in possession. I think it's a week off a bye that Jones, you know, racks up some points and at that value of eight point three k for who he is, you're not going to get any cheaper than that this whole year on Moneyball. And draft stars thirteen point five, not as cheap, but again, you know, cost less than Ty Hilton somehow. So I think they're both good values. Yeah, I think that's the stack. If you if you are, it sounds very boring because it's it's been a popular one all year, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. But if there is ever a matchup. Um, they're 11.5-point favorites at home against a Miami team that's really, really struggling um, at the moment. So I, I I do agree with that. I also wouldn't mind even doubling down and doing like a double stack and taking Taylor Gabriel as well at 5,700 on Moneyball and 9,500 on Draft Stars. Gabriel, uh, when Mohamed Sanu is, is out, he, uh, he feasts. So last year he had... Three catches for 82 yards and a touchdown on 79% of the snaps when Sanu was out. He normally plays 59% of the snaps. So he's going to get a you know, 20% increase and more targets. And again, this Miami secondary is a sieve. Yeah, I mean, good price as well. On draft stars, that's a real low price for Taylor Gabriel. Yep. So good play. Um, my last wide receiver play, I think you had him in earlier, but we've, we've I changed. changed him, yeah. Keenan Allen against the Raiders. He feasts on the Raiders often. And I know the Chargers have been great this year, but he's, he's River's boy. He gets the looks, he gets the targets, and he's really cheap as well for, for who he is. 7.3K is a good value on Moneyball and 12.5K on Draft Stars. I just think at some point he's going to have another one of his you know, 10 catches, 150-yard games. So I think this is one of the, the, the games to look for that. Yeah, he and Antonio Brown, the only two players to see nine or more targets in every game this year. So solid floor every yeah. week. So And it's, there's no Janoris Jenkins in the Raiders' secondary this week. So... Good yeah, I like Tyrell Williams as well. Uh, I think he had five for 120 in a touchdown last time he played at Oakland. So um, that could be a, a cheaper uh, you know, play other than Keenan. But if you can fit Keenan in, then definitely do it, especially on draft stars where it's full PPR. I just want to mention Chris Hogan, who's quietly become one of the most uh, consistent and reliable fantasy wide receivers this, this season. He's been absolutely huge, and his price has increased a little bit on Moneyball. But he's still still below eight thousand dollars, and so for what you're getting in terms of your return and investment against the Jets, where they're nine and a half point favourites, I really like Chris Hogan. Not so much on on draft stars. He's I think he's even dearer than um, Brandon Cooks now on draft stars. So that's a little bit tougher to swallow. But on Moneyball, I think Hogan's a good play. Yeah, great, really good price on Chris Hogan on Moneyball still. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll double back to to running backs, and uh, your three players are, are very hot. Topics over the past sort of fortnight uh, in terms of being you know season long waiver wire pickups. Yeah, then look, none of these are going to surprise you in terms of value plays. But well, when the money, the value's there, you've got to take it. That's how you work. That's how you win in these daily fantasy things. And even if they're chalk plays, like I'm going Aaron Jones, Jerick McKinnon, and Buck Allen. I mean, I'll say it straight up, yep. they're all going to be chalk plays. But you can't miss out in a week where you know a six point nine k or a five point seven k running back and Jones or McKinnon goes off. And with Jones, if you, if you look at the Packers' offense. Montgomery most likely doesn't play this game again. He probably doesn't play till after the bye. Jones is going to see an 85% snap share again. And on that Packers offense, anyone getting that snap share in the backfield, you have to play him. 
Yep. Especially at that price. And I know the Vikings are a tough team, but he'll get the looks. And he looked like a natural runner last week. Looked like the solution to a lot of Green Bay's problems. And then on the other side, you've got Jerry McKinnon. And the Green Bay Packers are not a great run defense team and have, have never been. I know the start yep. of last year, there was a weird five weeks. They were setting a record for the least, you know, uh, rushing yards conceded over you know, the first five weeks. But not a good run D team. And li- haven't got the linebackers to, to stop a running back in the passing game either. So I think McKinnon's a solid play in that game. Yeah, they... Their uh, their rush defense before last week was uh, in DVOA was a lot worse than it is. Obviously, they, they moved up a little bit Minnesota because Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen sort of got shut down a little bit as the game sort of it was a weird game though it was. And, um, with, with with Trubisky starting and and then trying to get him involved more and, and less running the ball. So uh, I, I like Aaron Jones this week. And you're right. Look, it might there might be high ownership percentage, but it's what you do with your other pieces where you can win the. Win them. You only need one or two different players, yeah. as opposed to the rest of the, the tournaments and the GPPs to, to win. Um, and I, I liked Jerick McKinnon's just usage rate. There's just so there's no way you keep giving Latavius Murray no. the football. And he's you know he, he falls into that spark X freak kind of kind of block. Yeah. Uh, Jerick McKinnon does, and yeah. if he gets in space, he makes things happen. And we saw that last week. He he stole the role halfway through the game. You know? Yeah, it's just. Uh... Yeah, I never bought it. And that player. line is better than when McKinnon, McKinnon had the job two years ago. And also, if you remember two years ago, um, Asiata was still in goal line carries. Yep. Asiata ain't there now. No, exactly. Uh, all right, my other uh, my running backs, I like Leonard Fournette this week. And I know you, you wanted to put him down as well, but I think he's a must start. Um, he'd probably be my fantasy insider, lineup cruncher, uh, lock of the week. So you can head, head to fantasy insider, um, load up the cruncher. You can just lock in... Leonard Fournette, and then you can lock in a few other players if you want, or add some players to your short list that we've mentioned here, and then crunch your lineup from there, and it can help you, uh, you know, win or you know win money and, and win GPPs. But I, I like Leonard Fournette against uh, against the Rams. He's you know in the most run-heavy offense in the NFL, and the Rams defense is allowing the most rushing uh, fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Some things are very simple um, in fantasy, and that's one of them. Um, my other play is C.J. Anderson. Uh, New York's 29th in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game, and they also surrender the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So I think as this game gets out of hand, I just can't see how the Giants are going to score points. I think CJ Anderson, and even to a lesser degree, if you really want to go very um, meta, maybe go Jamal Charles um, as well. They could, you know, one-two punch, run out the clock, and and, and maybe run in a couple of touchdowns. Um, I like CJ Anderson as well, and a cheaper play, Alvin Kamara. 5,900, 11,000 on draft stars. I really like uh, him in the passing game now with uh, less... There's, there's no structure now for New Orleans. They don't have to force Adrian Peterson on for his certain amount of carries per game. They can ride the hot hand with Kamara, play Ingram on early downs, um, and I think it's just a much better situation with Ingram, Ingram and Kamara being that one-two punch. It's a great running back situation this entire week. I like all of your picks, and I think CJ against that Giants is a fantastic one, and so is Kamara, and I think it's the week in your flex spot to put a running back in there. Definitely agree. Uh, moving on to tight end, and uh, I can see you, you've gone with Evan Ingram, Mitch, as, and someone else, but we'll start on Ingram. I, I played him last week. Over Dixon after hearing Woot talk about Evan Ingram and it backfired <laughs> massively. I play, yeah. still played Dixon in some lineups, but in my main one, I played Evan Ingram. Not zero. zero. <laughs> I also dropped him in a. I dropped. I, I, I had Gronk. Yeah. In a league, 
I also have Greg Olsen on my bench because someone dropped him after he got injured. I thought, you can play the tight end in the flex. So I was like, oh, I'll pick Olsen up. I might be able to trade Gronk later down the line if Olsen's fine. And I dropped Greg Olsen to pick up Evan Ingram this week, played him, and it wouldn't have mattered. They both scored zero. Good so play. I, I can't do it again this week, <laughs> but talk, try and talk me into it. I, I, I'm not in love with the play because it's the Broncos. Like, and I get that, and it's, and it's Eli and what Eli's doing now. It's not fantastic. But it's, it's just the fact that I just can't see who they're throwing the ball to. And I know they've got Roger Lewis and at the moment. So I feel like Evan Ingram will line up in the slot and out wide a lot more, and he'll just get some looks purely by default. And it's just because it's a cheap play and a, and a volume kind of thing. I'm, I'm not huge on him like everyone else seems to be, but... That's all it is. It's it's a cheap play. All right. Well, I've got two better, cheaper plays. <laughs> okay, thanks. His opponent, AJ Derby. All right. So, obviously, a Brady Gronk stack would be fine against the Jets if you want to go down that route. But I like AJ Derby. Why? Well, the Giants are terrible against tight end this year. Like, this is like start your kickers against Jacksonville last year. This is where it's at. So, the tight ends versus the Giants this year. Witten, seven catches, 59 yards, touchdown. Ebron, five catches, 42 yards, Touchdown. Ertz, eight catches, 55 yards and a touchdown. Cameron Brait, four catches, 80 yards and a touchdown. Hunter Henry, three catches, 42 yards and a touchdown. Also in that Bucks game, OJ Howard also caught one for a touchdown as well. So AJ Derby or even Virgil Green. Um, I don't know. Is Jake Butt playing? That'd be great <laughs> to put Jake Butt in your lineups. But no, AJ Derby. Um, against uh, the Giants, ownership percentage will be low. It could be a real pod for you. Before we started talking, I was looking for a tight end on one of my waiver wires, if you remember. And I think you might have just sold me. I did plug in Egg Dick Dixon right now, but I've got uh, the injured, uh, injured Greg Olsen as my main guy. So AJ might, Derby could AJ be a good, Derby. Good I think, streamer. I week. think Virgil Green, I'll just lean that way. This is the name value. Name value? <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan Griffin's my other uh, 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 sleeper or value pick. Um, by the way, eight thousand for uh, Derby on uh, Draft Stars, so pretty, pretty good value. Griffin's two thousand cheaper on Draft Stars, so I do prefer uh, Griffin on Draft Stars, Derby on Moneyball. But Cleveland's thirtieth against tight ends in defensive DVOA, and then this year they've allowed Jesse James six catches, forty-one yards, two touchdowns. Ben Watson eight catches for ninety-one yards. Jack Doyle, now that was the one game they played good defense, two for 16, but they allowed Tyler Croft catch six for 68 and two touchdowns. And then even Austin Safarian Jenkins catch six passes for 29 yards and a touchdown last week. Ryan Griffin is someone that Deshaun Watson likes. He's played pretty well, and you can spell his surname as opposed to Fedorowicz. So I like Ryan Griffin as well this week. Those poor Browns fans. Yeah. (laughs) Those poor Browns every year. Um, my my main tight end play again, not out of the box, but I'm in love with Travis Kelsey in terms of you know a fantasy player. Yeah, and he's seven point three k, and it's just not enough. He doesn't cost it. It's not. He's too cheap still for what he is, and I think he's the tight end one in fantasy this year. That's not a hot take, at, at, you know, at all. Gronk's been injured, so <laughs> that's fine. But I just the way they use him, I think he he's almost their wide receiver one as well, and. I know they've got a lot of options, and they've got Tyreek Hill, and they've got other bat receivers, but Chris Conley's injured, and I know he's yeah. coming off concussion, but I just think yeah. Kelsey's usage is hard to he, ignore. He's not a lock to play, yeah. um, so you've got to be you got to tread carefully. I think if you're doing just a Sunday blitz, then that would be the way to go. Week-long ones, you, you probably won't know on Friday, so you yeah. probably have to go a different direction, but... I agree. I've I've bought so much shares in Kelsey this year. Uh, so have I. And yeah. If he misses, I'm, I'm be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to defense now. Uh, I think this is the week where you have to, unfortunately, just spend big at the top. There's not many really cheaper options uh, when you look look down at, uh, at Moneyball and Draft Stars. You have to probably go 
with uh, one of those sort of teams that has the big favoritism. I've mentioned some of the games where there's a huge favorite, and this is uh, from Fantasy Labs NFL on um, Twitter. Um, they, they've got they've got a stat there that defense and special teams score 2.31 fantasy points above expectation, where they're the home favorites by 10 plus. So looking at that, Atlanta, Denver, Houston, Washington are all pretty good plays here, and I think you've oh no I've listed. A couple of them. You've gone a different direction. Well, I had Washington originally, but I did yeah. go with the Pages against the Jets just because, you know, at some point McCown's going to have a game he throws four picks in. Yeah. Why well, not against the Patriots? The Patriots <laughs> always get that. And they looked, yeah, and they did look a little bit better yeah. last week defensively. And you've also gone uh, the Ravens against, yeah. you're not, not keen on Trubisky yet? As a, you got your Packers, uh, you do have your Packers jersey on. I do on, have my Packers but... jersey on. I just, um, I just don't think they know how to use him properly yet. I know he was rolling out a lot last week, but just, Hasn't got any downfield threats still, and yep. he made some good plays, but you know there's still mistakes in his games. We saw with the the picky through to Harrison Smith, and I just don't see how they they take advantage of the Ravens' defense, which is secondary is exceptional. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. I've I've gone with the Falcons against the Dolphins, who are just atrocious offensively. Um, you know, oh God, Cutler had 92 yards last week. I thought ridiculous. Cutler would be okay. I, uh, what did I, why so, did I think that? I don't know. Me and we love Cutler, but we. You can't watch him this year. It's, it's also, it's so I don't bad. like Tannehill, so I was like, oh, maybe Cutler will be okay. Tannehill's yeah. pretty bad. No. I mean, when you're screaming Matt Moore, your fans are screaming for Matt oh, Moore, no. you've got issues. Uh, and I like the Redskins against 49ers. Uh, they're, they're due a quarterback change very soon, I think. Uh, the Niners? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm interested to see CJ Bethard, but it won't be in this game. And they're cheap, 4700 Probably the cheapest of the options apart from the Patriots. There. All right. Well, that's all of our uh, picks. Any last thoughts before uh, we, we uh, get, well, before I speak to Daryl? Uh, stick with wise picks mainly because I haven't been in the form for this this year. Uh, There's some know. good picks there, but I you know. know. Uh, good luck. That's all. That's my last thought. All right. Well, we, when you're coming on, I've I got to up my game. So I think this is probably my best. I reckon these are my best tips so far, and I'll probably jinx myself. But yeah, I was I was threatened when I looked at the, the tips, and you'd already done yours. I'm like, geez, yeah, they're pretty oh, yeah. shit hot, mate. I have Wednesdays off, so it's just it's just uh, football all day here uh, at Wooten Y head, headquarters. Hey, Wooten Y listeners, are you always getting beaten by the pros on Moneyball and Draft Stars? It's time to level the playing field. Fantasy Insider has the best projections and tools in the game used and trusted by Australia's leading daily fantasy sports players. Get the edge and win some cash in your NFL contest this weekend with Fantasy Insider and NBA coming up as well. Sign up for free right now at fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwhy. Again, that's fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwhy. You get that winning edge. Data Daryl from Fantasy Insider joins us every week. Uh, how did you go last week? I know you weren't really keen on the slate last week, so you didn't play as many lineups as you normally do. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, good to see you, talk to you guys again. Um, yeah, I didn't play a lot last week. Um, I stuck in four lineups, and I think I made at $12 or something like that. Um, it was a bit of a strange slate, I thought, last week. Um, and, yeah, this week's got a few interesting games, lots of big favourites this week, so I'd be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, four games with uh, double-digit favourites, or New England nine and a half, but it'll probably end up around 10 anyway. But, um, yeah, yeah so, so some really juicy sort of stack options for there. So what's what's the cruncher like? Um, it's gone back to its early season form. Um, there's a lot of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, stacks, yeah. um, which haven't gone so well with a few times we've tried them so far. But they're, what, they're 11.5, 12-point favourites over Miami, I think, this week, projected for 30 points or so. But 
I guess you've got a wide receiver, one quarterback stack in that match. You've got to go with the that kind of combination. Surely it's, it's the week, mate. Surely. <laughs> Persistence pays off, I'm told. It's Julio week, man. We've all got to get on him. Everyone stack your lineups. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the week. And I'm seeing in your notes here, you're, you, you've even got a question. You're questioning a three-man stack with Devontae Freeman, which is... Normally against uh, your against the grain for you, you don't you don't normally suggest that. No, I, I'm not a big fan of it from a sort of pure numbers perspective. Um, if you look at kind of the correlations between running backs and quarterback pairings, when a wide receiver also goes off, they don't tend to do so well because they're stealing points from each other. But the salaries this week for um, Ryan Jones, particularly on drafters, I think make that stack so attractive that. It's potentially viable to put Freeman in there, and it's going to be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, uh, in a, in a week like this, when there is you know a lot of double digit fa- favorites stacked up, do you just roll with you know four different s- stacks from that? So would you would you pair up Watson and Hopkins, Brady and Gronk, or Brady and Hogan, Ryan and Julio, and then you know Kirk Cousins and uh, I don't know who to go f- with from Washington so maybe not Washington but would you look at the would you look at the other three uh you know there and and just have different combinations involving some of the other players surrounding those those type of guys or do you just pick one yeah um partly depends on what the value is so for example on drafters I have a hard time getting away from that um Ryan Jones Ryan Julio Jones stack but um on Moneyball I think some of the others are more viable and yeah, I mean, I pretty much do that. I wouldn't be entering any lineup that doesn't have that kind of quarterback wide receiver stack combination. And then I'd be looking at who I could fit around that. And the games this week, I think partly because of the big favorites, partly just the way the games and salaries have fallen. I think at every position, there's kind of a short list of eight, nine players that you could play. So it, I think you might see some sort of wealth spread ownership and it's going to make it tricky unless you're playing massive amounts of lineups to cover all of the kind of options you'd want to cover. Yep. Uh, running back position apart from apart from Freeman, uh, I think if you are going to go like a Brady Gronk stack, then obviously Freeman on draft star is a good play. But what what yeah. what did it shoot out in terms of in terms of running back? Um, Howard um, Fournette, I think potentially an interesting one this week. Um, Murray Gordon Ingram, uh, you've got McKinnon, German Soda. There's obviously the um, big trade this week as well with Adrian Peterson. It'd be interesting to see what kind of impact that has. Oh God, no! Don't play Adrian Peterson. Don't I, think, do it. <laughs> I think it's good on the other side in terms of Kamara and and yeah. uh, Ingram, which we which me and Mitch have just talked about. Uh, last time you crunch a shutout, Howard, I faded Howard because I just couldn't trust him, and it backfired because he had the big game. So mm. I am interested this week um, against the Ravens, looking at. At Jordan Howard, so um, I'm going to trust the cruncher this time, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take Jordan Howard. It certainly spits him out at quite a few, uh, particularly on the draft star side. I think um, I think McKinnon, Ingram, Todd Gurley at Moneyball perhaps have some better value. Um, I think yeah, a few better options at Moneyball, but draft stars I think I'd probably end up with quite a bit of Howard. Okay, there we go. Uh, and I know McKinnon, Mitch, you're you're very keen on. High on and high on Aaron Jones in that game as well. I think it's a great. You could stack the game with opposition players with those two. I feel. Yeah, I think it's definitely some good options around there. It's going to be in one of those games where again you don't necessarily know what the usage is going to be until afterwards, and obviously that affects us going forward. But I think there's a few positions you can take on that one. 
Well, how do you approach a game um, from a you know data perspective where you have a double-digit favorite in terms of Denver, obviously against the Giants, but you have a projected total of thirty-nine and a half points. So, you know, <laughs> Vegas isn't expecting a huge amount of points. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you approach that, and and you know how would how does the cruncher uh, you know approach that? So the cruncher is largely built around team totals rather than sort of match totals for exactly that reason. Like normally, if you were just to run if you had to run kind of a pure data analysis on Vegas favourites, say favourites over seven points, favourites over ten points, favourites over fourteen points, you'd get results that you'd expect. But once you sort of figure the team total into that, and if a team's going to win a game, let's say my math isn't strong at this time of the evening, but let's say fifteen eight or fifteen seven or whatever it is, if you're going to have a kind of low scoring game like that, then obviously that's going to affect the team total and that's obviously going to limit the scoring opportunities. So when you're looking at um, allocating fantasy points to wide receivers and quarterbacks, it's the team total that matters rather than the game total. Yep. Um, apart from some of the wide receivers that we've talked about, your Julio Jones, um, you know, your Jordy Nelsons, um, your, your Cooks in pairing him with, with Brady and, uh, you know, Hopkins with Watson. Uh, what's some other wide receivers, maybe some lesser-known wide receivers, um, that that the Crunch really liked. I think Marquise Lee was a name that um that mm. I that I saw uh, the Cruncher really liked. Yeah, Marquise Lee. Um, again, there's still a potential of an option there with Bortles. Um, but yeah, the the Marquise Lee options one. Um, Willie Sneed's another name name that's kind of thrown out there. Um, yeah, there's a few. Uh, Mike Evans, um, Tampa Bay potentially a good option as well. Moneyball, Hopkins, um, Larry Fitzgerald, who I know constant uh, theme on this kind of podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, Pierre Garçon, perhaps another as well. That's kind of less well known, less um, likely to be well be less likely to be highly owned, but worth looking at. Yeah, I think uh, Willie Sneed's a good player of difference here because he's kind of been forgotten about with you know the injuries and the suspension. If you come in now in a decent matchup at home against the Lions, he's not a bad pick. Yeah, I think so. I think. And there's another one where the sort of the quarterback wide receiver um, stack is potentially an option, and it's one I think I'd be surprised if many people have him. So if you go for that option and it um, hits, then I think you're going to be one of maybe five, six percent that are competing for the yeah, prize money. Definitely agree. Uh, moving on to the tight end position, uh, I see you've, you've got Ebron written down again. I, I just can't go down the Ebron rabbit hole again. I know the cruncher. Um, likes him i just i don't know that's the he's the one guy i don't know i just of tight ends i just can't trust him so i think we've had like the discussion what we have with the cruncher and the tight end position it just it seems to really like cheap players because it thinks that generally the tight end position is overvalued <laughs> so the perspective being that you right. can get <laughs> you can get someone who's going to score sort of seven eight points at tight end and spend the rest of the money out on an upgrade elsewhere then in terms of your overall lineup, I think that's kind of the logic behind that. But there's a few kind of premium options that aren't too bad this week as well. Um, Reed, Calfe, um, yeah, there's quite a few of those that are sort of you could stick in, and I wouldn't complain about. Yep. All right. How does the? Uh, I haven't had a look because I've been uh, busy preparing. Would like to see how it's uh, how it likes AJ Derby this week. Uh, sort of an under the radar name, um, just because of the matchup there against. Uh, Against Kelsey, uh, against Kelsey, against the Giants. 
Um, not one I can tell you off the top of my head. I'm just pulling it up on my computer now. Yeah, so. I, was, I was typing it in, but I, I can't seem to find it. But I'll, I'll have another okay. look. It's one of, you know, people listening, get the cruncher. Find out how, how it likes AJ Derby because I, I really talked him up, so they'll be, they'll be keen to know. Uh, all right, de- yeah. defenses, uh, this is always a wild card. I think you have to probably spend a bit this week. Yeah, it's not as easy as it has been. And I, to me, there's no real sort of big standout option. Um, I said we've got Kansas City projected for 8.1, the Jaguars for 9, Vikings 7.3, Texans 8.6. And when you kind of go look at the margin of error on those, all of those are more or less the same kind of team. Which makes it difficult again. I say you've got so many options at each position, and obviously as that extrapolates over all the different positions, you've got so many different combinations. So, yeah, it's a challenging week from that perspective. Um, Moneyball, Jaguars, uh, Kansas City, Washington, Baltimore, kind of the top options. But yeah, as you say, tough position. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's the one position this week. I'm just sort of putting in my lineup first, and then trying to rejig around because it's just it's just not. Too many options with the, these double-digit favourites uh, and, and things like that. Um, all right, and you just don't want to go. Sorry, I say you just don't want to go all in on one. Really, I think if you're going to enter more than one lineup, make sure you spread the yeah, risk. Yeah, I, I would definitely be doing that. Um, I learnt back in week three, I think, when the Ravens gave me negative four, that not to do that. Um, <laughs> that was a bad week. Uh, I think Doyle, did you start the Ravens D that week in a few? Uh, week, I did season long fantasy I, lineups. I, I landed in a, a, a league that somehow didn't allow negative defense scoring, so that was nice. So you end up with zero. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I won. That's a small win for you. <laughs> Better than minus four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, the crunches got some new features that you uh, that you previewed on Twitter. You're looking at launching them next week. Is that correct? Yeah, the goal is to get them up um, prior to the, sort of the big NBA tournament. So we're hoping to have them up for day one of the NBA. If not, then definitely day two. Um, so, yeah, basically one of them is looking at individual player exposures. So, for example, you, in the NFL, you could go in and say, um, I want to create 20 lineups that I'm going to enter. I only want Tom Brady in 50%, but I might be willing to um, put Devonta Freeman in 75% of them because the running back position is more reliable, for example. Yep. Um, so just being able to kind of go into that granny level and do exposure. And then we're also adding a setting of the crunch lineup for, the, for two purposes. So you can mark basically when you've entered a lineup, which has two things. If you're entering sort of 20 of them, the amount of times I've gone through that list and got distracted by something and forgotten where I got to and entered the same one twice is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so kind of a visual indicator of which lamps you've entered, but it also lets us track or it lets you track your kind of exposure level to individual players. So if you've marked, if you've entered seven lineups, you've marked them as entered, it will show you what your exposure is to different players across the different platforms. Um, so which means when you go in and create your next set of lineups, obviously you can um, account for who you've already got large exposure to. Yeah. I, the one thing I'd hate with the platforms this year on Moneyball and Draft Stars is multiple lineups. It's very confusing at times when you you have to hit enter multiple and then go through train individual ones and then it reorders them sometimes when you hit enter and it's it, it gets very yeah. confusing keeping track of them. So I, I appreciate that that feature. I think that's gonna that's gonna be huge. Uh, obviously NBA is gonna be be massive this year and and, and Draft Stars and Moneyball are going all out with some big uh, fifty thousand dollar contests um, at, at Draft Stars and a fifty five thousand dollar. At, at Moneyball for the for the opening day uh, next Thursday. 
Yeah, I've had a bit of a laugh at that. So my draft starts put up their 50,000 tournament and then a couple of days later, money will put up their 55,000. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if that draft starts one goes up again. Uh, yeah, so I so the Tuesday night in Australia is for the opening night and there's only, I think, two games that night. So you've got a 10,000, I think, a draft starts 20,000 at Moneyball that night. And then the next night is kind of the big first big slate of the year. Um, with those 50,000, 55,000, I have a feeling they may go up. Um, but yeah, the, on your kind of previous point, I guess the software in Australia is still lagging a bit behind what it is in the US. Um, draft stars on their chat a couple of weeks ago were talking about letting people enter lineups from CSV files. So you can basically dump out a file and upload all your lineups at once. Um, and I think if that kind of thing arrives in Australia, it'll make multi-entry a lot more viable for most people. Yeah, I think that's a... It's a good way to do it. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's that should be it. And uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk next week about uh, some of the betting stuff that you're uh, that you're doing as well as part of expanding your site. Uh, we're just running out of time yeah. today, but we'll talk <laughs> about that next week. So uh, good luck uh, in week six. Much better uh, matchups this week as opposed to last week. I just wish they'd even these out. I wish we could have had maybe two of these ten point favourites last week to make things a little bit more interesting, but um, yeah. it certainly makes for an exciting week six. Yep, yeah, it should be an entertaining um, weekend of football. Obviously, big horse races this weekend, big NFL games, and then start of the NBA. So it's quite a good sporty weekend coming up. Yeah, it's great. I uh, Doyle will be upset there's no NRL on, but um, there's still plenty. <laughs> World Cup, mate, it's coming. There's plenty of stuff to do. Yeah, sounds good. All Have right. a good weekend, guys. Good luck, everybody. No worries. You Thanks, Daryl, and uh, we'll speak next week. Cheers. Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootny.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at WootNY.